I say that because he is Bigfoot. We shall see. Live from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion, high atop Tent Hill, it's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine. Featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Greenspan, and Cut Cockbirth! And now we talk games! We talk games! Here it comes! Yeah! We talk games! Is this the fourth week of Pack Month? Yeah, 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 yeah! <laughs> that was That'll t- make sense later. Yeah. Here we are at the fourth week of Pack Month. Oh, man, we are waist deep in Pack Month. I thought that's where you could do the wakas. Waka, 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 waka! This is uh, We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. I am Wiggly. Welcome! On- Thank you. Welcome to you. <laughs> Loud interruptions. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm Kyle, by the way. I am Wiggly. In the booth, Mr. Anale. He handles the sound audio. Yo, Malahi, Malahi. Aloha, Mr. Anale. Yeah, aloha. Oh, he's leaving. He thought you meant goodbye. Uh, uh. Okay, so that's the problem with that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. This is the game I've been waiting for. You've been amped for this game. This game, I thought, was going to happen the first week of Pack Month, the second week of Pack Month, the third week of Pack Month, the fourth week of Pack Month, and now it is the fourth week, and that's when it happened. Wiggly! Yeah! What is Pack Month? Pack Month is the month where pack happens. Oh. Fudge Packers. <laughs> They're, yeah, we do maze games, you see. Yeah, maze this year games. we're doing maze games. Last year we did a lot of different pack games, including Packland. Which is not a maze game. It is an action pack former. Did you know that's what they came up with that? Pack former instead of platformer? Oh, did they? No. Good. But the fucking logs in that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Good and, God. And the Model T cars <laughs> driving around that game. And finding where the coffee was. The, yeah, that was tough. Good God. But you did. You found it. I found it on the back of my Turbo Graphics <laughs> box. Somebody made it in MS Paint. <laughs> no, it's I, remember the getting, game. I remember getting to it, and, and my buddy Andy saying, that is the best game ever. I said, fuck yeah. Him sitting there at a table that's shaped like a Pac-Man drinking coffee. You can't get better than that. So this year we're talking about Pac-Man in a roundabout way. Pac-like. We're talking about the reinterpretation of Pac-Man as the maze chase Genre. I'm or sure the Adam predecessor. will take offense to something nah, we've yeah. said this month. Yeah, he's going to take offense to last game we're going to do. I'll tell you that. Popeye? <laughs> Is that what we're doing last? Popeye? No. <laughs> well, I could see you saying Popeye is a Pac-Man game. Could you? Yeah. You said Digger, Digger Crazer Man. <laughs> What's that guy digs around? You know, Dig Dog. 
No, that guy that fucking digs around and go, goes, you know, digging. <laughs> Dig dug. <laughs> no, everybody plays this game. It's come out for a billion different systems, and you climb up ladders, and then you can, you're like, you're a miner. Splunker? Yeah. Okay. No, maybe. Yeah, Splunker. That's yeah. that's like a maze game, but it's, uh, uh, it's yeah, kind it's of. It's vertical. Yeah. So suck a deek. Wait, I don't. Yeah. What happened? Well, I'm just saying that you would think Popeye's a maze game. No, Popeye is a platformer. Ah, your head's a platformer. And by the way, I was listening Welcome to... Welcome to the show, I was all listen- you new listeners. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was listening to another one of our programs on the giantmediaball.com. I believe it was the Pie Crust. And I found out that the original Donkey Kong character wasn't supposed to be Jumpman Mario. It was supposed to be Popeye. But they couldn't get the license. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Oh, you're smart. I thought it was supposed to be Junkman. Oh, I mean Jumpman. Junkman. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been a much better game if he was jumping over junk? I mean, really, you're going to call somebody Jump Man? He could jump three feet. <laughs> I don't call that Jump Man. And if he falls a foot, he dies. <laughs> That's no Jump Man. You play Jump Man Jr. for the fucking ColecoVision. There's the Jump Man. He jumps the whole goddamn screen. Not three feet in the air, and sometimes he can't even do that. You know what I mean? He lands on his cock. Yes. Okay, Cock Man. Speaking of cocks... Here comes Corlin's, my favorite game. Sega released this as well. I'm sorry, 1985. I'm not sorry about 1985. The game is I'm sorry. Who's yes. on first? Third base. Give him the gas face. <laughs> there you go. Pop, what? Pop goes the weasel. The gas face, you know? Step into the AM, my friend. Yeah. Right. Aren't you from Brooklyn, Queens? No. Oh, uh, well, and third base. You know, Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Yeah, the Affleck duck. <laughs> yeah. The fired Affleck, Affleck duck. duck. Yeah, because he made a joke about the tsunami, like as it was happening. You know, I don't know why anything that would come out of that guy's mouth could be taken as something serious and not to make the world a better place. Because mm. everything he says is just so dry and obviously sad tire. <laughs> Yes. Here Speaking we go. Speaking of satire. Yeah, let's go with I'm sorry because, wow, a lot of tie-ins here. Mm. A lot of tie-ins, a lot of, we usually do making mechanics, but I did making mechanics in the first week of pack month because basically what we have to do is making mechanics of games that might have been inspired by these later types of versions of this sort of game. I think we're going to do making mechanics as we go. Yeah. One of the reasons I was excited about this is, number one, I know what I'm sorry is in the arcade, and it's fucking crazy. And I thought it was not only great because of being a great arcade game, but I love my Master System Sega card of this game. Mm. And then I realized I was thinking of my hero, (laughs) Uh, which is completely different, but also made by Corland. And it was also released in 1985, the same that I'm Sorry was released. And if you look at my hero and you look at I'm Sorry, I don't think you'd ever guess that they came out the same year or by the same company. They're completely different genres. One's side-scrolling punch-in-the-face thing. The funny thing is that both have the giant punches, the yes. giant giant fist punches when they punch. I'm sorry, is more like a maze type of top-down-ish game. But you also do the punch. And I thought, I wonder if this is related to Alex Kidd, 
which was Sega's mascot for so long before Sonic came out, because mm-hmm. he also does that giant punch. And both of the <laughs> both of the artwork for the Sega cases for the Master System cases are almost the exact same. <laughs> There's just this shitty flare pen drawing of somebody with a big giant fist punching out. And, uh, you know, on top of a blue checkerboard background. Oh, it had uh, the blue checkerboard background. Fuck yeah. I'm and, familiar with that. <laughs> and anyway, I was thinking of the wrong game, but funny that they're both by Coraland. And uh, we also, there's another game that I compared this to, another series, and I'll get deeper into that, which was a Bam Presto series that you might know. Well, you might not know it as the Kempatai Hero series, but you definitely know Great Battle and things like that if you're a big uh, anime type of geek. Uh, Super Nintendo-y, chibi character, Gundam, Kamen Rider, Ultraman fan. Banpresto, you found out, was formed by Coraland. Right. And then Banpresto was also Bandai. And now, of course, Bandai Namco is out. Now they actually make some pretty good games because... Bandai had great licenses, but not top quality games. They always fell short of a great game. They came out with pinball for the fucking Ultraman chibi characters. You'd think that would be the shits. How could you mess it up? Right. But they did. it just, yeah, it just wasn't quite there. They got the gas face. They were kind of like LJN of Japan. Didn't they make a Quirk, the tomato? I think was LJN actually, actually has like maybe two good games. Okay. That was a claim that made Quirk and they made Bigfoot. Yeah. And they made, they made uh, when pushers shot needles in the <laughs> NARC, right? NARC. Oh, NARC, yeah. yeah. Well, they released that, I think, for the NES or something. And then there was that show. It might have had um, Fabio, that game. <laughs> it was a Fabio game. Sword Master or something. Remember that? Tower Sword. But anyway, it had Quirk the Tomato teaming up with Bigfoot, the actual Bigfoot truck, teaming up with one of the guys from NARC, teaming (laughs) up with a basketball player from one of their basketball games. I do remember this. This was not Captain and the Game Master. No, it was something else. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it right now. I have a lot of them. They fought Mr. Big from NARC. It was bad. They fought Mr. Big from NARC. Yeah, but if there would be a cartoon that was of the band trap door, that would have been it. You know, a tomato teaming up with a truck. can't remember. We had to switch out some people in the band. And the car from the movie The Car, a horrible 70s movie, a mm-hmm. uh, horror movie, you know, taking off of Christine and everything else. Yeah. He had a fill-in on drums, and Jaws was playing bass. And I, I don't remember. You know, Jaws was a member of Trap. And The Apple was a member of Trap Door. Uh, so this cartoon was the closest to a Trap Door-related cartoon I think you could get. And I think it was called The Video Power Team or something of that nature. But let's get in. I'm sorry, because Jesus Christ, I love this game. All right. Why did we mention the Prime Minister of Japan? Well, he stars in this game. He's actually uh, characterized in this game. Yeah. I might be pronouncing his name wrong. Kakui? I would think that's Kakue. Yeah, Kakue Tanaka. Was the Prime Minister of Japan between 1972 and 1974. And just to give... Uh, Westerners, uh, some context as far as why this person would be a character in a video game of satire, it's because he would be the equivalent of Richard Nixon in Japan. Um, 
he was dubbed the Shadow Shogun because of his uh, alleged greed <laughs> and also his 1983 conviction of uh, <laughs> accepting bribes from Lockheed Martin. <laughs> so and, uh, two, two years later, uh, Cortland and Sega decided, let's make a game about this guy. <laughs> and the reason it's called I'm Sorry is because uh, the Japanese name for word for prime minister is sorry, which is S-O-R-I. So right. uh, I'm sorry. And so it's it, a is, play on the it word. is him. <laughs> There's a play there because in Japan it's called Gobi's I'm Sorry. Oh, right, right. So essentially you can put the pieces together. Gombe's. Uh, Gombe's, I'm sorry. Uh, Gombe's, I'm sorry. Uh, the scandal comes to light. The former prime minister is convicted. They make this game. I'm sure he made a public apology. And the whole play on the words of him being sorry is him being the prime minister. Right. It's pretty clever. Nixon, on the other hand, didn't <laughs> see a video game interpretation of himself until uh, 2010 was the earliest I could find for Call oh. of Duty Black Ops. Right off the bat, this is heavily... Japanese influenced. Mm. Now throw in the fact that everyone's got the big head chibi sort of style. Enemies include <laughs> Giant Baba for our pro wrestling fans out there. Yeah. Michael Jackson, Madonna, and Olympian Carl Lewis for some reason. Do you know why he's in this game? I guess because he was popular at the time. Uh, I don't know. Perfect Strangers, maybe? All right, nine gold medals under his belt for track and field, 10 yeah. altogether. Yeah. Great Olympian. I don't know why he's in the game. I imagine it's just because of the era. Those people are in this game as well. You navigate a maze collecting gold bars that you can return to what I assume is a bank at the top of, or maybe his own house. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the top of the screen. There's obstacles that are trying to stop you. Mm -hmm. There's barrels. And let me tell you something about the barrels. Mm -hmm. All right. The barrels are more intelligent than any of the other characters <laughs> on the field for some reason. I got, barrels are bastards. They like, they're going one direction and then all of a sudden we'll switch the other direction without hitting a wall or obstacle. They do K They'll, turns in a little vestibule type of so thing. You thought the barrels in Donkey Kong were uh, hazardous. The barrels in this game are much more hazardous and intelligent. Aside from the barrels, which you jump over, you fight through the numerous enemies by punching them in the face. With your giant fist. With your giant fist. It's very satisfying. Oh, yeah. And it reminded me a lot of Mikey. Uh-huh. Not that the two games are similar at all, but no. it's just the weirdness of Mikey mm -hmm. hit that note with me with this game, with the bashing things in the face and of course you know giant baba and it takes like a million hits yeah. to knock down whereas like madonna you can just punch in the face mm -hmm. and let me remind everybody that i know i already said this but this game was released in america yeah so there's these characters which i'm assuming are another you know celebrity that's being characterized but i'm not sure i call them the men in black or tax men they, they wear suits with red ties and sunglasses if you're nabbed by one of these guys, there's different animations that happen when you get nabbed by different enemies. Like when Giant Baba nabs you, he gorilla presses you. <laughs> yeah. When Madonna grabs you, there's like little like hearts and stuff. All the while, all the expressions on the face are over the top Japanese goofiness. So when you get nabbed by these uh, tax men. Let me are. tell you who they are. They're Tamori. Okay. And his real name is Kazuyoshi Morita. His screen name was Tamori. He was born in 1945 in Fukuoka, fuck you city, <laughs> Oh, oh yes. in, uh, in fuck you prefecture, which makes sense now. 
Along with uh, Takeshi Kitano, beat Takeshi, and Sanma Akashio, he is one of the big three television comedians in Japan. His most famous nationally televised TV program was called Warata Li Tomo, It's huh? Okay to Laugh. Which okay, was and then in that show, did he dress up as a dominatrix and whip people <laughs> in diapers? He is never seen without his trademark sunglasses. His likeness is the basis for the piranha plant in All Night Nippon Super Mario Brothers. Oh. So he was a part of this game, maybe part of Takeshi's Castle or something. So he did cross-dress, but I've never seen him wear a leather bikini and, and whip and underwear wearing... Um, former prime minister. Former prime minister that... Well, that happens be, in this game. He seems to be enjoying it, the pain. Maybe. His face is red, but, you know, a lot of people get flush when they're close. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe I'm about to arrive. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so you collect the gold bars scattered across the screen. There are gates similar to Pac-Man, so you can quickly get away from either the barrel or the different enemies. And what's nice about the gates or the warp tunnels is mm-hmm. that the enemies can't follow you through them, and, and which, is, very which is different from Pac-Man. Right, and they're very easy to forget that they're there. Yes. And they're very helpful. Right. There are four different maps that cycle through 32 distinct levels. This math is going to get a little strange. Yeah. Um, but as they rotate, there's more enemies dumped into each time you see it. And then they add other little elements like more gates that you have to punch your way through or conveyor belts that push you in a certain direction. There's also a little bit of platforming happening where in the maze you'll jump onto uh, rocks in a lake. You have two buttons. You're jumping and punching. Jumping is normally used to avoid the barrel hazard, but you can also use it to traverse these little elements where you platform across. Everything is the -the over-the-top view of the maze. And this, unlike the games we talked about in previous weeks, is a horizontal maze chase. Yeah, yeah. And I got to tell you, though, jumping on those freaking rocks and other obstacles that are so tiny, I always say go for those tiny jump obstacles first because if you start clearing the stage and then try to do those obstacles and fall off, which you most likely will, that makes you cranky. Yes. What's nice, though, is I found that the enemies don't follow you onto those platforms. No, they don't. Yeah. So don't freak out. At first, it seems very easy. Okay, I just punch all these guys in the face. Like You feel like you're a powerful figure. But what happens is they corner you. So that way you're punching left and right. And, oh, no, here comes the barrel. And I try to jump, but I was facing the wrong way and I get hit. It is fun to see the death animations for each of the characters just to see what enemy does what Mm -hmm. to uh, Tanaka when he gets nabbed. It gets a little repetitive, but the weirdness, there's something about this game that I found, it was very addicting. And I think it's because it's very satisfying. Collecting those gold bars and bringing them back to the house. I would have liked it if you did bank them. Like, remember when we talked about Pack Rat? Yeah. So -hmm, you'd collect mm -hmm. items and you could bring it back to the house. Sure. So that way you could save them. Doesn't really happen in this game, and that's a feature that's missed. You can go back to the house and drop off the gold bars you picked up, but if you die, you start over again. Mm -hmm. It's not like the gold bars you put in the house are there. They're not. They're back on the field. That's just a little critique about the game. But there's something satisfying about collecting those items, much like Pac-Man, clearing the dots. You're trying to clear these gold bars, avoiding the hazards. You do feel powerful. You feel like you got a good control of the character. 
And the music I actually enjoyed in this game, which we haven't been saying much for previous weeks, but for this game, I actually enjoyed the music and the sound effects because of the goofy nature of everything. Indeed. You punch the doors to mm-hmm. try to get through the doors. The respawning happens pretty damn quickly after you punch some people. So sometimes you have to just stick yourself in an open section of the maze yeah. where they're respawning and then just keep uh, hammering on the punch button. And then as soon as they're spawned, then you, uh, then you get to punch them right away. Yeah, and if you want to cheat, you could always, and you're emulating this, you could always toggle the auto fire. Oh. And then he just holds out a big fist. Oh, I see. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that, that'll help you power through the game. But if you do do that method, I don't doo-doo. think you can enjoy the game. If you're going to doo-doo, doo-doo, yeah. make sure you wipe well. But also, you're not going to enjoy the game as much as if you're hitting the button. When you see this guy's giant fucking face and his lips and, you know, I didn't know initially that this was the prime minister. I was just like, what is this weird looking guy here? You yeah. Know? How are you supposed to make a game... All right, this is not a mascot. This they is. They could have reskinned <laughs> this for Nixon, by the way. They, you're right. You're right. Uh, they should make a patch. Some, some, <laughs> somebody that we talked about that sits there and does these things for several weeks. That would work really well. He could be collecting uh, cassette tapes. Yep. And documents, and taking him back to his house, and you see a fire like coming out his windows every time. Oh, speaking that. of fire, the fire hydrants in this game shoot fire. <laughs> And why wouldn't they? I love it. The reason that I had originally brought up the uh, Compati Hero series, which, as you might know, is Great Battle or Super Deformed, Bandai People, Ultraman and Gundam and uh, Great Battle 5 and Great Battle 4 and Great Battle 3 and Great Battle 2 and Great Battle 1. All the really neat things is I remember a maze version. I had a, I had a lot of these because, like I said, they're not very good, but... I love Ultraman, so I have a lot of Ultraman things. It was never really into Gundam too much. I do like, uh, you know, certain Gundam games. And the uh, same way with uh, Kamen Rider. But I loved Ultraman. I have a lot of Ultraman titles. I went looking for this maze-based SD character game, and I just could not find it. But I, I remember going around, like, in a, in a town and, and shooting my different beams as different Ultraman. It might have just been Ultraman. I don't think it had any of the other characters in it. But I just could not find it. And I sold all my Super Famicom games um, that were boxed uh, when I had to eat. I found a lot of shit. I found my Sega 3D glasses. I found Metal Clash, the uh, my Super Scope games, okay. Tin Star. I found uh, a lot of Super Deformed uh, Ultraman games for the Famicom. I don't even have Great Battle anymore, but you could get these on emulators, and some of them are pretty fun. I must have just been thinking about the pinball game, but I, I really have to search for this, and I cannot find it anywhere. They made pachinko games. They made racing games. They made baseball games with these characters. The first one I got was um, Great Battle 2. Uh, then I imported Dodgeball, and the Dodgeball I loved. It's not as good as Super Dodgeball. It's not as good as Dodgeball for the NES. But having your little superpowers with your with your guys and playing as some of the Ultraman enemies and the other type of enemies is just really fun for a Dodgeball title. So this reminded me of that. Unfortunately, I have no idea what maze game that was. Just in the <laughs> fact that you were this chibi character. All of those Bandai games were much better than the Bandai Playdia. <laughs> which I also had, which was pastel green 
white and pastel, some type of purple. Yeah, good colors. Um, it was a CD-ROM based console, which was uh, pretty unique for the time to only be CD-ROM. I think the JVC-I was like one of the only... Did the JVC-I have a cart slot for the Genesis? I can't remember. But anyway, this uh, Bandai Playdia, you would only probably want to get one of these if you're a real big fan of Gundam and Ultraman and Chibi type of versions of that. Because basically you'd play a cartoon. Yeah, I was going to say most of those games are like you're watching just really well-drawn animes, right? Yeah, but it's all in postage stamp. Right, right. So, okay. so it's not even like a full screen Dragon's Lair or Space Ace. It's, yeah. it's small, uh, grainy postage stamps, but you get to push left, right, and up and down and, and things like that. I had one. I, I had to sell that as well as my FM Towns Marty. But it was fun fun while I had it. It just was not a console I needed to uh, maintain and keep. You know, mm. I got my fun out of it, and that was it. Hopefully, somebody can find that maze game because I'd like to play it again. I just have no idea what the fuck it's called. But I'm Sorry is a game that you must play and go play it immediately after you listen to the show. Now tell them about the Pack Month giveaways and fun stuff that are unbelievable. This month for Pack Month, Ron Gayat has given us two out of a hundred limited edition 16 by 24 inch screen printed posters with his interpretation of Pac-Man and his Art Deco style mashed together. The poster features Pac-Man in the center, surrounded by the four ghosts, which are boxing him in. There's also nods to the keys and pellets that you're very familiar with if you've ever seen Pac-Man or know of the game. (laughs) Uh, These are beautiful screen-printed posters. His artwork is always something to enjoy. Check him out. Fabled Creative com. You can check them out on Tumblr. You can check them out on Instagram at Fabled Creative. Also on Twitter at Fabled Creative. Check out his artwork. But here's how to enter this contest. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say number one. I am. Okay. Number one. And I'm, I'm taking this from the Club Kayfabe podcast. If you don't know about this. GiantMediaBall.com? GiantMediaBall.com. It's a lot of, you know, I never realized how much reach the original Smart Wrestling fan had. Oh, most what is that? What show? The original Smart Wrestling fan that I was on. Okay. That I helped start mm, and, made and tried to make it a quality program. Gotcha. A lot of these listeners are part of this Club Kayfabe and the offshoots of Club Kayfabe. Double H2 News, Wiggly Sito, now known as Junior. How about our pals from Ireland? I don't know them. Johnny Capcom. That's how we met Johnny Capcom. All those dudes. Pat McDermott. Chris O'Mealy's on there. You got a great crew. And because they're now part of Giant Media Ball, a lot of the things that made the original Smart Wrestling fan fun to listen to, in my opinion, are seeing a resurgence throughout their programs. Now, they have a very original program as far as their imitations. Whenever they say something that's a little off, a doorbell will ring and racist Vince will show up. (laughs) It's Vince McMahon being himself, I guess, uh, as far as not understanding culture. And not having any filters. Very funny stuff. And I heard one of the funniest things on Talk and Talkies, I think. Dan Peck said how old he was when this certain movie came out. It came out on his birthday, on his negative eighth birthday. <laughs> I really want to take that negative number of how old people were because... I was in my 20s when most of these games came out, and you you guys were like negative two, 
you know? Yeah. So I think that plays really well on here. And they're number one because they have a top 10 countdown on this uh, Club Kayfabe. So uh, that's where I steal that from. If you've been following us on Twitter at We Talk Games, you've been seeing it just about every day we've been talking about the, yeah. this poster. And here's two ways uh, that you can win it yourself. Number one. The first way is through Twitter. Show us your favorite Pac-Man game. Tweet at us with it. You can send a video. You can do a little Photoshop thing. Get creative about it. Hashtag that tweet. Hashtag Pac-Month. We'll randomly select one person who does that to win one of these beautiful posters. The second way. I always put the hashtag after the word. That doesn't work. Oh. We've talked about this. Okay. Number two. The second way to enter is through Facebook, facebook.com slash WTG podcast. Like us and then share one of our pack month posts in your newsfeed with your friends. We'll see that. We'll compile a list and then one person will be randomly selected to win the other poster that we're giving away this month for pack month. Again, huge thank you to Ron Guyat. Indeed. We couldn't do it without you. And now here's next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Hello, I am Titty Scrootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. All right, what's your clue for the final episode in our pack month? Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> You're going to need a throat operation after this yeah. month. My clue for next week is, uh-huh. remember when that show Dinosaurs got kicked off the air for the evolution storyline? <laughs> you mean how unprogressive we were back then? You mean all in the family with dinosaurs? Who was Michael Stivick in that one? Spike? I don't remember any of their names. <laughs> why, you know what? Why, why didn't Alf make an appearance on there? I think that might have saved the show. That would have been great. Yeah. Because he likes to eat cats. He could have ate a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my clue is, he can walk into any game. You okay. have to be 100 to understand that clue. <laughs> I was negative 40. When that- <laughs> <laughs> With his pony pal, Pokey, too. Okay, did that help? Yeah, 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 I got it, I got it. All right, next week, Gumby will be a part of you, which is kind of perverted. Not as perverted as I'm Pokey, Prickle, and Goo are also pretty perverted. That's right, Prickle and Goo. But you know who talked about Prickle and Goo a lot? Alan Watts. And I wonder if Prickle and Goo came from one of Alan Watts' speeches, because it's very possible, because he talked about people that were prickly and people that were more gooey. I could see it. But I don't know where the blockheads came from. I guess they came from Devo, because Devo had a time machine and went back and de-evolutionized. Mm. No. Super Scope 4. <laughs> That's when the Super Scope 4 came out. Gumby. That's why it failed. I liked Prickle, because he was like, nah, Gumby. Yeah, he <laughs> he was... had the worst voice. <laughs> it, it, it's probably the guy that did Popeye when he was like almost dead. <laughs> right? His later years. Popeye did a lot of voices. Uh, I wish I could think of them now, but we're running over. Oh, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I hope you like me wearing a bikini and whipping you in the butt. Remember, friends, don't be a jerk all the time. I hope you like us. Bye-bye. Bye.
Like a lot of you, concerned about where America is going in the next four years. That's why I've decided to speak up for Richard Nixon. He sees it like it is, and he tells it like it is. Ah, of course, no, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Children. Are, we gotta do it one more, it's two of them. Try it once more. <laughs> <laughs> 